Welcome to the DC Practice Growth Show, where we share proven tools and tactics to grow your practice. And here's your host, new patient generating expert who self-built his multi-million dollar practices, Ryan Ryder. Hey everyone, and welcome to the DC Practice Growth Show. I'm super excited to be speaking to you today. Um, I'm talking about um, something that is Probably not that exciting, actually. Um, and the reason I started that uh, that that sentence is I'm a true believer that success or building a great business or whatever is is actually far more boring <laughs> than what a lot of success coaches or or mentors actually like to admit. And by boring, I mean it's the, doing the boring stuff repeatedly well that's going to help you uh, be successful. Um, you're going to have waxes and wanes in business where you're better at certain areas. But I promise you right now, I have, I've done, uh, if I haven't done a podcast on this, I will soon, is that we talk about systems in our business and systems are important. They're very important. But I tell you what is even more important in my view, and it's because it's so underspoken, it's so underplayed in the marketplace, is that structure. Structure is just as important, if not more important, and that within that comes great business principles like weekly meetings, like looking at your numbers, like doing all those things. And again, not 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 exciting, perceivably not exciting stuff. And unless you're like me, a bit of a business geek, I love this stuff. But really doing the boring stuff well, having your meetings regular, same time, same place every single week, having your scorecard ready to go, and looking at your numbers, which really brings me to this week's podcast which um, is something that I don't think, I've, I can't remember the last time I've ever heard anyone talk about this, but it is your telephone systems. Now, more, more specifically, three or four areas that you're losing money in your business right now when it comes to the telephone. First of all, most of you just heard me say that, and you, most of you had just missed it over with disinterest, just at the mere, 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 mere um, sentence telephone, and I tell you why that's a huge mistake. The reason that's a huge mistake right, that I'm telling you right now is who's the first person that every single person in your business, what's the first way that most of them communicate with you when it comes to a real live conversation? It's most of the time on the telephone, yet we give it zero to um, very little attention. We have a couple of telephone scripts, etc. But here's, here's a couple of things I'm going to teach you about the telephone today that's going to change your business. One, and this is from my greatest mentors. Yeah, I've heard you. If you follow any of my stuff, you know I talk about him a lot. His name is Dan Kennedy. He he often talks about this. You know, the concept of in any business. This is actually not his saying. This is someone else's saying. But performance requires pressure. So first of all, when it comes to the telephone, if you are not recording some way, shape, or form telephone conversations on the phone, and this goes. By the way, this goes. Within the ghost for in the business too, when we're talking about uh, mystery shoppers, etc. But if you are in some way, shape, or form not recording inbound telephone calls and outbound telephone calls, bearing in mind you have to stick with whatever regulatory body um, responsibilities you have wherever you listen, wherever you practice. But if you are not doing that, you are leaving a ton of money on the table. If you are not monitoring aggressively at times in your business, you are leaving a ton of money on the table. 
Um, I never forget that when I had a, a personal consult, I, you know, if you listen to my stuff, I always talk about how you should all have mentors. You should all be paying people to be coached, mentors, masterminds. Why? Because the more you pay, the more you pay attention. The more you pay, the more you pay attention. Don't go to free stuff, pay for it. Because I, I promise you it's the only time you'll pay attention. But I'll never forget when um, some, we're talking about my business to someone and uh, explaining to him that we have a multi-site business which brings in enormous amounts of complexity. And often that means that I am not there most of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time I'm not there. In fact, many of my businesses I haven't been into for months, for months. Many people would listen to me say that right now. That is certainly not out of neglect. I've got team members going to the team meetings, team members going to that, etc. But I've got the systems and the structures for me to lie on a beach in Mallorca. And, you know, one, one year I took three months off, three months off. I almost lost my, I didn't realize it, but my visa process um, at the time when I didn't have a British passport um, required me to be in the country, uh, to not be out of the country for longer than three months in a year. And I, by mistake, almost went over it. Uh, without even knowing it. So so the first thing I'll tell you is that when I was going through the process of being coached, someone said to me, the fact that you don't have CCTV in your practices and I didn't have the time and they are away from you, uh, you you're crazy. And we, we immediately, we immediately put CCTV in across all our, our uh, sites. And I'll tell you that as a result of that, seeing something at the front desk, we easily created another 100 grand in the business um, by one operational change we made as a result of bringing the CCTV. That's the first thing. The content, I don't mean, I'm not telling you you have to bring in CCTV. I'm not saying you have to bring in, you know, um, whatever, do what you want. But what I will say is that in any way, shape, in any business, monitoring is very important. So the first thing I'm telling you right now is if you're not monitoring telephone calls, if you're not monitoring those things, you, I, I can't begin to explain the challenges and problems and things that will make you want to cringe when you do do it, which is the point, is that if you're not finding huge amounts of shit in your business, it just means you're not looking because we all have it in our businesses. My business, your business, all of us. So first thing is monitoring. With that in mind, the number one stat I want you to start monitoring with your business that no one does is your answer rate. So here's the thing, on the telephone, we spend all this money doing marketing. We spend all this money getting uh, the content out there to make sure our, our websites are awesome. We put the telephone numbers on the websites, etc. But when was the last time you actually monitored your answer rate in the practice? When you do that, and you have, sometimes you have to put stuff, some stuff in place to do that effectively, but I promise you this right now, that when you do that, you will have what we like to call an oh shit moment. An oh shit moment is when you realize that you have been dropping the ball hard on something. Why? Because you haven't been monitoring it. And that's fine, that's, you're gonna have many of these within the business. But the first thing I'll start telling you, if you want anything to improve in your business, is you have to measure it and report on it, and growth is exponential. So the first thing I say is you've gotta measure your answer rate. I'll never forget when we weren't doing it, we brought it in. I can't remember the exact stats, but let's say that we, our answer rate was between 70 and 80%. That means over 25% of all calls coming in were not being answered. Now, no fault of the front desk, but they're busy, right? So do we need more team members? Do we have to have an overflow system? Do we have to have both? So it was only as a result of measuring that statistic that we brought in something called the hunt group within our practices, which means that if, the, if it, now we've got a system that the telephone rings a certain amount of times and doesn't get answered, it goes, it goes somewhere else. 
We've also got a system in place that if it does somewhere else and that doesn't get answered there, then eventually gets answered somewhere. So now our telephone answer rate is way up in the high 90s, but we still measure it. The key point, we measure it every single week. So I promise you the minute we stop measuring it, it'll drop. Another key point is everyone on the team knows we measure it on a weekly basis. Everyone on the team needs to know. So often we measure something, but we don't let people know. We don't put it in front of people so that doesn't get, so we don't get the impact we need. Um, I'll digress a little bit and tell you about a very famous story um, about Henry Ford, who, uh, who, had, who was trying to increase productivity of the production of his cars in a very rudimentary early factories. And all he did was his AM shift would come in and they would do the, and they, and they would, let's say, put together a certain level of uh, a number of cars. And all he did was went to the AM shift and he said, the shift in the morning, how many cars do you guys produce? And let's say they said five. And he went to the entrance to the factory and he put a big five in chalk on the floor so that the afternoon shift have to, had to walk directly over it. Of course, everyone asked as they walked over it, what the hell is the number five written in chalk on the floor? To which he responded, that is what the morning shifted. So having put the number of five on the floor, what do you think they produced in the afternoon? More than five, right? They produced six so or seven. So when the AM, when the, when the next shift came in, they walked in and they knew that they produced five. The next shift produced six or seven. They walked over the same number and straight away it was motivating for them to go, wow, they produced seven. If they can produce seven, we can produce seven. And I'm going to end they also knew they were getting monitored and measured so that the, every single time, basically, almost every single shift, they produced more and more. Why? Because they were being measured, but more importantly, there was be, the measurement was being reported on. So sometimes I teach, people miss this one point. It's one thing to measure it, but a lot of times what I see people doing wrong is that they don't report upon the measurement. So it hides in a spreadsheet. So if you are a spreadsheet person, I'm going to tell you to get as many of those key numbers off the freaking spreadsheet and onto a whiteboard. Please write this down. Whiteboards make you money. Uh, if you go to my marketing room, you will see it is in three, almost 360 degrees across the entire room. We've got massive whiteboards. Whiteboards make you money. And it doesn't have to be this fancy spreadsheet. It can be as rudimentary as a whiteboard with five to 10 numbers, which is something called a scorecard, which if you haven't read my new patient avalanche book, read the book because we talk about that in that, uh, where, we, where you have the five to 10 key numbers that drive the business. And the definition of that is if you're stranded on a desert island and you, all you got to look at was that spreadsheet or that whiteboard or a picture of the whiteboard, would you know the health of the business? That, that is an important scorecard. Doesn't mean we don't look more granular, we look massively granular within the marketing department, but our scorecard is the five to 10 numbers that tell us the, the health of the business. Great, so the first thing is on, measure your answer rates. Mon and in that theme, make sure you're monitoring, make sure you're doing that someone in the team is listening to new patient telephone calls, that someone in the team is listening for how, how, how um, new, uh, clients are being rescheduled. So we have banned the word cancel in our practice and we say the word reschedule, right? Or as often as possible because we want to make sure that we are seeding that way of being. So first thing is uh, monitor, monitor these answer rate, etc. But the key one being answer rate, if you never get one more thing from me ever in your entire life, I promise you right now, I put double figures into your bank account by that one statistic. I guarantee you right now that your business has increased by double figures by simply 
measuring and monitoring that statistic and you can uh, let me know you can thank me later but the next one i'm going to tell you about the biggest mistake we have on uh, we have on telephones is um again a dan dan kennedy ism is that fortune is in the follow-up so what happens is we have a lead we have a missed call we have an inquiry we have a a, um, a dna or did not arrive a new patient that cancels and then they go onto some magical, mystical uh, list, and that list is put onto someone's task to phone. We normally phone the person, or attempt to phone the person, but if you don't, don't know if you know this, that statistically, that it takes anywhere from seven to 10 calls to get hold of someone on average on the telephone. Now, here's the problem. If it takes seven to 10 calls to get someone to hold on telephone, most people are doing one follow-up call and 99.9, first of all, 99% of these practices are not even doing the follow-up call. Then very few, let's say 80% of practice, let's say 20% of practices out there do the one follow-up call, the reschedule call, right? Because they couldn't get hold of them for the appointment. If 80%, if 20% do it and 80% don't do it, I will guarantee you 99% don't do the second, third, fourth, and fifth call. But statistically, you understand that fortune is in the follow-up. So if you're not doing the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth call, it's not that they're trying to ignore you 99% of the time. If you understand the industry norm is that it takes, it takes anywhere from seven to 10 calls to get hold of someone, that you are simply sabotaging yourself on the phone by just not doing the second call, the third call, the fourth call, and also not letting your little voice get in the way because what happens is, this is what everyone says to me when I teach this process, is that I don't want to feel like they're hounding people. You're not hounding people. Nobody answers the phone. People are busy these days. Attention spans are shorter than they've ever been. It used to be that you had to have seven to 10, con um, some type of contacts with someone, whether it's uh, communications online or Facebook or whatever. Now these days, because this information is so readily available, it's quadrupled. I mean, some of the stuff is showing 70 pieces of contact before someone chooses to do business with you. I'm not kidding you. Crazy, right? So I just want you to know that even though you maybe not, um, you feel like you're hounding someone, you're not hounding someone, you, please understand the statistic industry norm is that that's how long it takes. I will just add one follow-up, I think, which is relevant for that piece of information I've just given you. If you're getting, if you, which is my next point really, but when you get an inbound call, an uh, inbound um, lead online, phoning that person within a minute of them opting in is critical to, to knocking that statistic out the park. You will almost 95% of the time get hold of that person if you phone them within a minute. And there's some great research on that, that basically uh, the return on investment of people for, uh, contacted within a minute to five minutes, it's amazing. The difference between one minute and two minutes is significant. I know that sounds daunting, but it's still important that you know that. The difference between two minutes and four minutes is significant. The difference between four hours and 24 hours is significant. So it all matters, which kind of brings me to my next point. We have all these systems built out for um, whether it's um, scripting, etc., and that is all for inbound telephone, inbound telephone calls, right? And we don't do, we don't hardly do anything when it comes to outbound, outbound telephone calls. So let me define that for you. An outbound telephone call is, in some way, shape, or form, the following up of a inquiry or lead. 
That means somebody has shown interest in doing business with you and it's your job to follow up. Now take the statistic I gave you from the previous stat of first of all, be tenacious, fortune is in the follow up. If you don't get hold of them after two calls, you're not hounding them. It's statistically normal that you haven't got hold of them after four or five. You've got to go all the way to seven to 10 to even begin on average. Um, and as I say, if you want to knock that out the park phone within a minute, if you have the systems for that. So here's the problem. The problem with outbound calls is this. Number one is that we don't do enough of them. We don't follow up enough. Number two is that a lot of people and a lot of practices are trying to mix outbound calls within their daily activities within the practice. Here's my biggest learning. I, I'm not telling you theory. This is I've made the mistake many times. What, what I'm about to tell you now when it comes to your telephone, you many of you are not going to like. Many of you don't like. It's irrelevant when you don't like it. It's the truth. The truth is this. One, the productivity you get from dedicating a role to outbound calls, uh, following up on leads, and all those things. So we, for instance, like making sure you got a high show up rate at your next event, etc., etc., etc. When you hire someone, now we for many years, I'm talking 10 years, have, have always just tried to repurpose a chiropractic assistant, somebody at the front desk to do those outbound, outbound calls. Okay, here's my, here's my warning for you. My warning is this, is that you hired someone, most of the time, who was bubbly, energetic, front of house. In most of your interview processes, you made no, you give no context that there would be a telephone uh, aspect to it. Together with the fact that 99.9% .9 of interviews or CVs or, or job, applica job um, applications out there that you put out there make no mention of the sales, of, of the, the depths of sales that, that go into that role. So what do you think an outbound call is? It is sales. It is not, nothing more. A, most, of, most people just applying for, if you will, that particular role, if you'd ask them if they would apply for a sales role, would say no, yet that's exactly what they're doing. And also, um, if you had asked them if they'd ever apply for a telesales role, 99% would say never, ever, ever. I couldn't think of anything worse. Why? Because they front of the house. They want to be front of the house. So now we're trying to repurpose a front of house person into a telesales role. And it took me years to realize this. And it took me, I, had, I, I really, really was in my core, believed that our productivity and outbound calls was ridiculously low. And it was only when I hired someone with the tiniest bit of experience in telemarketing, in a call center, etc., that I saw that the productivity of hiring a specific person for that role, where possible, even if it's a part-time role, is not double. It's a multiple of 10. It's a multiple of 10. The, the creating the seat and the time and space within the business, as well as the speciality within the business, to do outbound calls and follow up effectively is an increased productivity of 10. If a, if a particular CA, for instance, without too much measuring and monitoring left to their own, uh, own device, if they got through 10 calls in a particular time, a telemarketer will get through 100. 100. Also, don't forget this answer rate is so low, so it's not actually processing so many calls, but you'll get through 100. So just sheer of law of averages, 
your results are going to be a million times better. So that's the first thing I'll tell you. Next, I'm not saying you can't repurpose someone into an outbound course, but here's two things you have to consider. You absolutely have to create the time and the space to do that off shift. And again, you're not going to like that, but most people do not invest enough in the structure, not the system, the structure, the structure being taking that off the front desk and creating a dedicated time or when somebody comes and does that. A nice structure to think about is AM shifts are very heavy on inbound calls, specifically Monday AM. If you ask someone to do outbound calls on Monday AM, you're gonna have a tough time with that. So A, creating the space and time to do that. Now, if you are gonna repurpose someone at the front desk to do outbound calls, then please understand that you do, it's not even fair to dump them on the phone and expect them to nail the, 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 the role. You've got all sorts of things like fear of rejection. There's so much rejection in a role like that, etc. getting out of their comfort zones, making the phone calls. You've got systems to think of, and I'm not gonna go into that today. But just that one tip I gave you right now, if you just create the time and space for it, that's off a shift, and you also create uh, the, I feel like where, where attention, where energy goes, where attention goes, energy flows and results show, right? So you creating the attention there to hire someone dedicated for that role, your outbound results are gonna be through the roof. Now, I will guarantee you now that you all drown, most, most people come to me with some type of help with marketing, but, most, but a lot of time on analysis, they're drowning in leads. They just got none of the follow-up systems to cope with that. One being a robust follow-up system on the phone. Um, Dan Kennedy has a saying, he says that almost nothing in the world can't be solved by a, a sales letter. Um, uh, there's another very famous copywriter, his name is Gary Halbert. Gary Halbert also, there's almost nothing in the world that can't be sales saved, uh, solved by a great sales letter. But I'll tell you, there's a gentleman that I got introduced to in that world, and um, i never forget we're at an event and he said, almost nothing in the world can't be solved by a great telemarketing campaign. And uh, I have become a huge, 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 huge fan of telemarketing because, okay, first of all, the word telemarketing sounds way more aggressive than it is. It's just doing the, just doing, here's the secret to success, you just show up. 99.9% of practices will not even give at the time of day to make the person, to have a person on the phone. So just by doing that, you're showing up and you're gonna outperform 99% of people because for 99% of practices, A, dedicating the, the time, the resource, the, the wage, just to have a CA do it, but then going one step further and getting a telemarketer to do some of the experience, you are going so far ahead what anyone else will do in practice, it's frightening and because of that you're gonna win. Right, he that has the most skin in the game wins. He that has the most skin in the game wins. So when you're giving this thought, if you go look at just how many DNAs you actually get, what's happening with that follow-up? Just how many inquiries you get, what happened to that follow-up? Just how many no-show uh, adjustments you get across a year. Don't look in a week, add the amount of across a year and then go, wow, if I've got a 5% response because I added a full-time person or a part-time person or, 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 or a separate role, what did that do to my business? And I promise you, the figure is always staggering. It's six figures. It's six figures. So that's my, my third point. My third point is there. And then I've kind of touched on it already, but my, real, my, my, my fourth point when it comes to telephone is um, um, it's funny, you know, we, we, my core program is something called New Patient Avalanche. A lot of people start their journey with me with that. It's an online program. Within one of the online programs, we teach you how to do some online marketing, Facebook marketing, direct lead generation marketing, 
And um, we had, uh, we've had many people generate crazy results within the six weeks of working with me, over 100 leads on Facebook. That is, I taught them how to do it. They just copied exactly what I told them to do. I give you the copy, I give you the images you should use, I give you the breakdown of the images you use, et cetera, et cetera. I give you the whole breakdown of how to do the ad. And we had one gentleman um, who did uh, my program uh, in London. And uh, when I say that he got a lot of leads, I mean, hun- I forget the exact figure now, but we're talking between 100 and 200 leads. He's definitely probably close to 500 leads now online. And um, and when we looked at it, at his results, what we realized was that he, he had, from Facebook ads work differently wherever you are. But because of where he's situated, um, he, for whatever reason, he knocked it out the park. But when we looked at his lead to, to phone call time, he massively was dropping the ball. Now, again, um, this is not a criticism because I love finding stuff like this in my business because if you look at the whole campaign, uh, his ROI was good, but if you look at fixing one little part, your ROI, his ROI is going to go through the roof. And the one part was, which is my next point, your lead to phone time. I told you it was significant. It is very significant. It is massively significant for you to understand that the longer you take, the, every single minute that you take to get hold of the person that inquires has significant impact. And I'm going to I'm going to read I'm going to read for you right now some of those statistics. So here are the statistics. If you get hold, this is a, a research study that was done, and um, I actually will try in the show notes. I'll try to put the reference for you. But this is the impact of speed to call on a lead conversion, right? This is the percentage in improvement in conversion rates um, assessed by time elapsed, if you will. So this is what the statistics showed you. If this is improvement in conversion, this is actually like money back, the business gained from getting hold of people. So this is what it showed. If you contact a lead and inquiry within one minute, the statistic they had, the improvement of conversion was 391%. If you contacted someone within two minutes, and this is very significant, you understand how, how, like, how what a change this is. Within two minutes, it dropped from 391% to 160%. Nuts, right? From, from just an extra minute. Three minutes, it was at 98%. Remember, one minute, 391%. Two minutes, 160%. Three minutes, 98%. 30 minutes, there was a 62%. Uh, that's improvement in conversion, as uh, I don't know what their, 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 uh, their control was. But this was within one hour. If you only contact the lead within an hour, it was 36%. Let's say converted, if you will, or a, that, that percentage. No, it wouldn't be that. It would be improvement in conversions and ROI comp- compared to the tr- control. And then... Five hours was a 24%. And what's very interesting, which most of us do, we get a lead and we say, you know what, it's fine. I'll call them in a in a day, 24 hours. Now, I wanted to show you the difference. One minute improvement in conversion was 391%. It's not a chiropractic study, by the way. This is a sales and business study that I got from, a, from a, I went to Ryan Dice's conference in San Diego called a Traffic and Conversion Summit. You want to check it out. So... The uh, yes, very relevant. So most of us say we're going to contact the lead within 24 hours, right? At 24 hours, 
compared to if you contact someone within one minute, it was a 391% increase. If you, if you contact a person in 24 hours, it was at 17%. I would deduce, and from my, from my own personal experience, if you do not get hold of someone, if you are letting your leads, which we've all done before, I'm just as guilty, by the way, it's happened to my business. Everything that's happened to your business has happened to my business. Every level is a new devil. So what I'm saying is that I've been through this. I know, you know, the lead comes in, you miss it, you haven't got time, you miss them once, you don't get hold of them, you contact them in 24 and then it becomes 48 and then it's in a week. You, I would say statistically, and I've done this before, when people have actually bought vouchers, the reason I know this, people have actually bought let's uh, vouchers for us at a, at a scheduling event or a screening event, etc. And we've missed a whole bunch of leads. We were just sloppy many, many years ago. And they actually paid for an appointment and not being contacted within a month. We just were sloppy with that. We thought they'd call us. And they, I, I honestly don't believe that our conversion rate was anywhere even near 5%. And they had actually paid for the voucher. So the significance of that is that that speed to, to contact time is so imperative. Some of you are going to be listening to this right now and feel very overwhelmed. And I want you to understand that start small. I'm still not there. We're f over five million pounds, seven million dollars. Like we're still trying to get better at this. We're still going to, we're going to hire, we've got two full-time people now just grabbing overflow calls, etc., from our eight practices and um, contacting leads. But what about all those leads on Facebook that inquire and send us messages, etc.? I know we've been sloppy for years of that stuff and we've cleaned it up a lot. What about your live chat and your website? Who's monitoring that? You know, um, Ryan Dice said this at uh, a traffic and conversion summit not so long ago. He said the companies that invest in real people-to-people -people conversations are going to win. So yes, you can have chatbots. Yes, you can have freaking whatever, all automation, etc. But automation now is more effectively being used to put people in contact with people, real live people. The people that invest in real people-to-people -people conversations are going to win, right? Why? Because it's fucking hard. It's a lot of effort. It's work. It's like systems. It's employing. It's 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 monitor. It's, it's tech. As the learning curve is steep. But if you go that extra mile, but go not even extra mile. If you go half an inch further, you make it better than ninety nine percent of the practices because they're not prepared to go even half an inch. So. I hope that um, that was helpful today. If you understand those four points, I'll run, them through, run through them with you again, is that one, you've got to monitor your answer rate. I promise you it's a lot worse than what you think it is. And I mean a lot worse than what you think it is. Next, fortune is in the follow-up. So most of you giving up after one or two phone calls when statistically that isn't even close to what the norms are. It's seven to 10, right? Next is dedicated a person or time to do outbound calls. If you haven't got right now the structure and the infrastructure to hire a dedicated person or a dedicated part-time person, I promise you with this, anyone who's had any experience in outbound calls, telemarketing is gonna outperform someone who hasn't that you're repurposing at the front desk. Um, the productivity increase is 10, 10 fold. So wherever you can do that, do that to your best ability. But if you haven't got the resources to do that dedicated or dedicated telemarketing person in, to do your outbound calls and your follow-up calls, please make sure you put the current person through some proper training. It's not even fair to expect them to succeed. They're not going to succeed. It's not even fair to expect them. They didn't even they would they did not apply for that type of role. They most of them applied for front desk, uh, front of house, people to people conversations. If you'd asked any of them if they'd apply for a telemarketing, they would have ninety nine percent said no. Um, and then the next one is your speed of lead, that's inquiry to call. 
and dra dramatically decreasing that. If you do do that, you are going to, just by showing up faster than everyone else, you don't even have to be good. Everyone's trying to work out their scripts. Like, Screw the script. Just get the guy I called in one minute. Seriously. Everyone else is like, oh, you need this perfect script. I promise you right now, you're going to outperform everyone with the shittiest script in the world. No script. But if you call every single person in one minute, I'm not saying don't have a script. We should absolutely have a script. But you understand the point being that statistically having the, having the script is not more relevant than phoning within a minute. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this um, session. Um, I, you know, I leave everything out here. I'm in the game right now eight offices. If you want to find anything about us, you want, you know, at least grab my free book. Just go to my website, grab the free book. We'll, we, 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 we pay for the book for you. All you use pay for the shipping and the postage. We'll send it across to you. New Patient Avalanche. Uh, grab that. Check out my YouTube channel or check out any of my content. I hope it was helpful. Keep on rocking. You can do this. Business is a very learnable skill, a very learnable skill. So wherever you are in business, understand that you can do this. I'll see, see you on the next podcast. This has been the DC Practice Growth Show. Implement and share this episode. And remember, if you're not growing, you're dying.